What's up, Superstar friends? Welcome to Starfield Pulse, the Settled Systems number one podcast. I'm your host, Rob. Remember, you can catch us every Monday night at 8 p.m. Central Daylight Time and in November, Central Standard Time. And for at least the next few weeks, you can also catch us on Thursday at 9 p.m. Central Daylight Time. With all that said, let's get on to the news of the week. But real quick, before we do that, I just want to say that the followers on the Twitch channel continue to grow, and I want to say thank you. It's truly staggering. I was getting notifications while writing these show notes, and the additional people were following. It's it's crazy. It's a little surreal. So thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Also, by the way, for those of you who are watching, you may notice... I got a new mic, and I also hope that it helps improve the audio quality. So for those of you who are watching or listening to this later on, will you know, not have to listen to that terrible clipping I got a couple of times while recording these episodes. And again, super sorry about that. And hopefully this makes up for it. And for those of you that are watching uh, and listening, this is the Elgato Wave 3. And this is the Starfield limited edition version. So I put a picture up here on the video so those of you that are watching can see exactly the front looks like because right now you can see what the back of it looks like. So, but that, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, is not the news. Uh, first thing I want to talk about, though, is something that kind of came up bad in the community today, in my opinion. So just give you a little bit of background on myself. I have uh, a, master's in business, a master's in business administration. I've had it for about eight or nine years now with a focus in finance. I don't currently use that in my day job. However, I did. I am not an expert in finance. However, I am educated in it a little bit more than the layperson. And I feel that I have a pretty competent background to talk about one of the new offers that you may have seen on social media today that was the article I saw in particular was reported on by The Verge. And there was an offer for a Microsoft credit card. And I just want to say that this is probably one of the worst credit card offers I've ever seen. And I wanted to talk about it. So let's go ahead and find that article real quick. But so here we go. This is called Microsoft's new Xbox MasterCard includes points you can redeem on games. And what it should say is Microsoft's new predatory credit card includes points, but is really a debtor's prison. Microsoft launched an Xbox credit card. I'm sorry. Microsoft will be launching an Xbox credit card later this month that will be available exclusively to Xbox testers in the U.S. The Xbox MasterCard is a no annual fee credit card issued by Barclays and purchases made using the card will generate points that can be redeemed on Xbox games and add ons. There's a lot of different banks out there and merchants that have credit cards that are specific to them, like, for example, I use Amazon Prime. I have an Amazon Prime credit card. It's through Chase is the bank. I earn points if I purchase something through Amazon at 5%. If I purchase anywhere else, I earn points either to 2 or 1%, depending on whether it's food, gas, groceries, anything. But regardless, I always earn at least 1%. This card only gives you points if you make purchases in the Microsoft store. So first off, 
that's one red flag because you can only earn points purchasing in the Microsoft Store. All right. Then to top things off, the APR ranges from 20.99% to 31.99%. That APR is predatory. It is absolutely toxic. I cannot believe, actually I can believe that Microsoft, but it really kind of wounds me that Xbox would allow themselves to be affiliated with a credit card that has an APR of this high percentage. And I've seen people from Barclays, Microsoft, lauding this on social media. If anyone tells you that this is a good deal, never value their opinion for anything again because they are so far off base with this card, it you just shouldn't be able to trust them. That's how bad it is. I know some of you are probably like, man, what does this have to do with Starfield? Well, it doesn't directly have to do with Starfield, but this does have to do with Xbox and Microsoft. So I figured it was worth mentioning because a lot of you that are playing Starfield probably play other Microsoft games or play on the Xbox and might have just glanced at this and said, oh, hey, that's cool. A way for me to earn points. Don't do it. It's not worth it. So I ran some numbers, all right? At a 30% interest rate, if you were to purchase a $70 game, it will take you four months to pay that game off if you make the minimum payment, and you'll only pay about $7 in interest, which isn't terrible because the way it works is you typically have to pay either 2%, 1.5%, or like $15 to $20 for the minimum payment. So for a game, you'd pay that off relatively quick. But these things are designed to get younger people or people who aren't that credit literate. These are targeting specific demographics of people that don't necessarily understand this. So for a game, you're not that bad off. But if you were to buy an Xbox Series X for $500 and only make the minimum payment every month, and in this case, that would be about $20, it would take you six years and one month to pay that off. And you would pay $560 in interest. So that Xbox Series X, not inclusive of tax, that should cost you $500, you'd end up spending $1,060 on it. But you might've earned a paltry $10 in points. That is not a good deal, friends. Take this card, like, oh, that looks cool, and then never do anything with it because it is garbage. You heard it here, folks. You heard it here, folks. Ugh. You heard it here first. If you haven't figured it out, by the way, I hate predatory lending. <laughs> it really aggravates me, especially when it's being promoted by one of the biggest companies in the world. Microsoft has like a $2 trillion market cap they're in such rarefied air that there's almost no company out there that's larger than them. It's like them and Apple and a couple oil giants. They shouldn't be in the business of trying to get scummy with people with Barclays and charge gamers 32% interest on games. It's just, it's trash is what it is. It really pisses me off. All right. But that said, okay, there's some other cool stuff that came out this week. And we're going to get on that and we'll get off of this Verge piece and this Microsoft garbage card and talk about one other thing, which may be a little bit depressing, but 
bear with me. So Todd Howard, in an interview with Famitsu, as reported by PC Gamer, mentioned that the tools, I'm sorry, mentioned that the official creator tools would not be out until 2024. And I just wanted to say, I'm sorry. But the good news is we're seeing an absolute ton of really cool mods coming out already. So regardless, so regardless, even though we won't get official support for the tools until 2024, we're still going to see some cool things even before then. As demonstrated by the following. There's a Starfield mod out there already that has replaced all the cops in the first city with Star Wars Stormtroopers. So if you go to New Atlantis, if you don't like the current, uh, if you don't like the current cops they have now, you can mod them out, replace them with Stormtroopers. New Atlantis needs a new kind of crime fighting force, one that specializes in telling people, halt. A lot like complaining about how hard it is to see out their helmets, soldiers who shoot first and weren't able to ask questions later because they miss all their shots and their Sith overlords force them to choke out for failure. That's right, Modder K-Boy K-Boy on the Starfield Nexus has turned the United Colony Security Forces into Star Wars Storm Troopers. So, there's a cool one. Also, Xbox Jagger Demon, thanks for the first time chat. I see you, I really appreciate it. We also have an article that presented itself over on Games Radar Plus on the Star Trek front, on the Star Wars front. Sorry about that. Starfield Shipmaster builds a Star Wars Imperial Destroyer so epic that it lags the game. Do you really need an Imperial Destroyer to lag the game? Let's be honest. The game isn't that optimized on PC. It's very easy to have it lag. But regardless, this person built a Star Destroyer so epic that it lags the game and needs a 21-page how-to guide. So for those of you that are watching, you can see this right on the screen, but for those of you that are listening, I will include links to all of these articles in the show notes. So have no fear. After you get done listening, you can take a look at them later on and see them for yourself. Star Wars fans were always inevitably going to create their favorite spaceships in Starfield, but one player has taken things a step further and built an entire Star Destroyer in-game that's so big, you'll need a 21-page guide to make it for yourself. And the nice thing is, they actually took the time to build a 21-page guide for you so you could do it as well. Originally posted on the Starfield subreddit, Master Shipbuilder Jackie Gold shared exactly how to build the Imperial Star Destroyer in Bethesda's Space Epic. So thank you, Jackie Gold, for taking all this time to build this Imperial Destroyer and then creating a step-by-step guide for everyone else, so they could go ahead and recreate it for themselves. But they're not all Star Wars related. And in fact, some of them aren't even like great. Some of them are just downright scary, <laughs> like this one. I look away for 10 seconds and Starfield modders have already pumped out way too many meme flashlight mods. And as you may have guessed, this flashlight is, in fact, Nicolas Cage. Well, that certainly didn't take long. It looks like Starfield's handy-dandy Constellation Cadet Junior flashlight has a simple, easy-to-swap texture file for the end of its beam. And modders 
over on the Nexus have gotten to work swapping in all manner of gag flashlights for our enjoyment. Here are a few of my favorites to emerge from this in veritable artistic renaissance. And to be clear there, the my favorites does refer to Ted Litchfield, who wrote this article over on PC Gamer. So we have... We have Todd. We have Nazim. We have GigaChad Flashlight Pack by D.W. Marcus. We have a Higo flashlight by Malin16. We have the Ryan Gosling Blade Runner flashlight by MoseyFX. Nicholas Cage flashlight mod was brought to us by Brando Man. Then we have the Phil Spencer flashlight by Makina Morose. And I hope I said that correctly. I don't see any Rob flashlight mod. Who's working on that one? <laughs> I'm just kidding. But those are all... Pretty hilarious. So kudos to those that have gone and already started to flashlight mod out crazy faces. So in my last video, I talked about... Moving along, I know a lot of people we briefly mentioned in some previous episodes that DLSS support has been modded into the game already. And if you have questions on how you can go about activating DLSS for your own game... Look no further than Jay's Two Cents. He recently put out an article, an article. He recently put out a video, how to install DLSS in Starfield. And he, he talks about the improvements that you have, goes through and shows you how in fact to add this. And again, so if you'd like to watch this for yourself, there will be a link to it in the show notes. Now here's one that's funny. People are going out of their way to show how the physics in the game works. I've seen everything from 20,000 potatoes being stuffed into the cockpit to watch them tumble out when you open a door to now we have 10,000 milk cartons descend on Starfield's biggest city and newest physics benchmark. This one also comes from PC Gamer. This was written by Tyler Culp. See that milk carton? You can spawn 10,000 of them. Yes, that's right. You can spawn 10,000 milk cartons they just drop on the top of Atlantis and roll down the sides of the roof and you as well. This is what it looks like to get rained on by milk. Cartons. A lot. So <laughs> that was a lot. There'll be a link to that. To the, It's just a short clip about 20 seconds long on YouTube and it is hilarious. We've also seen a lot of really cool things make their way to Reddit, and I apparently missed out on that one. Hold on real quick. Let me get that back up on the notes. And while I'm taking this short little break, hey, Powerboss123, I saw your comment. I appreciate you being here. Let's see. I'll have to find that one again later. There is a tweet. Oh, you know what? I just remember where it's from. I remember who shared that. This is what happens when you do a live show, people. Sometimes mistakes are made. All right. Do a barrel roll. Someone created the air wing from, you guessed it, Star Fox in Starfield. And this is quite the great looking ship. Even the fact that it's a, 
it does look a little bit like the air wing. I mean, the resemblance is there, but it looks fantastic. Even this, if this weren't to look like the air wing, this ship looks super cool. So thanks to, let's see if we, they attributed the credit, if they attributed the original artist, Bucky Art 1701 on Twitter is where you can find them. And they did an absolute bang up job of creating that R wing. In non-Starfield related news, but still pretty cool news nonetheless, we had NASA's oxygen generating experiment MOXIE completes Mars mission. When the first astronauts land on Mars, they may have the descendants of a microwave oven sized device to thank for the air they breathe and the rocket propellant they get that gets them home. That device called MOXIE, Mars Oxygen in Pseudo Resource Utilization Experiment, has generated oxygen for the 16th and final time aboard NASA's Perseverance rover. After the instrument proved far more successful than its creators at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology expected, its operations are concluding. MOXIE's impressive performance shows that it is feasible to extract oxygen from Mars's atmosphere, oxygen that could help supply breathable air or rocket propellant to future astronauts, said NASA Deputy Administrator Pam Melroy. Developing technologies that let us use resources on the moon and Mars is critical to building a long-term lunar presence, create a robust lunar economy, and allow us to support an initial human exploration campaign to Mars. Since Perseverance landed on Mars in 2021, MOXIE has generated a total of 122 grams of oxygen, about what a small dog breathes in 10 hours. So my little buddy Charlie, who weighs all of 7 pounds, they created enough oxygen for him to live for about 10 hours. I'd personally just rather have him here at home with me on Earth. <laughs> but that's super cool, and it does show that we can actually do these things and what these could lead to in the future. Moving on and back into the mod space, over on the Starfield mod subreddit, we've actually saw compliments of weird concern 4666, a get out of your ship to the space mod. This person has managed to spacewalk around their ship and apparently even plant an outpost on an asteroid. Yes, you heard that right. They stuck an outpost on an asteroid. So much for not being able to spacewalk in the game, huh? It looks like you can, just not necessarily the way they intended. This game just keeps growing and growing. And that is the beauty of these Bethesda games, right? It's like once the game is in the wild and in the hands of the players, the different things that they can come up with and create are just absolutely astounding. So my hat's off. And congratulations to Weird Concern for 666 for creating this mod and getting us out into the space of Starfield. One other video I wanted to highlight this week is Juicehead. He's back at it again. He has 25 more secret features Starfield never tells you about. And some of these are like, once he mentions them, you look at them like, oh, wow. Yeah. I see it, right? And others are like, eh, you know, I kind of already knew that. But some of these are spot on. Uh, just real quick, like, if you see a star system and it's bright as opposed to, as opposed to dim, it means you visited before. 
if you have a bounty on yourself, you can go to a terminal and pay off your bounty. And if you're worried about the fact that you have stolen items on you, you can wash them. No, I don't say wash. You can wash them or launder them, if you will, by selling them to a vendor and then purchasing them back. So you're not really going to lose out on anything, but you will, in fact, no longer have that considered a stolen item. And if you're wondering why is that important, because if you are stopped in system and scanned and pay your bounty, you they will still confiscate all of your stolen items. The, the fine won't be as much as if you paid it at a station, but you lose those items. So, hey, cost a little bit more, but you get to keep those items and, you know, sounds great. So make sure to go ahead and take a look at his video. It's really awesome. It's like 25 secrets. It's about 13 minutes. And he also stuck a little ad in there for display. See if you can't find it. It's a it's a quick blink. If you if you blink, you will miss it scenario. Don't forget that you can always reach me at starfieldpulse at gmail. And for those of you that listen on Spotify, I place polls and questions each episode. Last Thursday, I asked, is Starfield living up to your own hype? And from that, I received 25 votes back with 88% of the people replying that yes, yes, indeed, Starfield is living up to their own hype. We've got a few more minutes left, so I want to circle back to the Todd Howard mentions that the official Starfield mod tools are coming in 2024 with the DLC's release still TBA. It's already more than impossible to mod Starfield with creators already cranking out a script extender, a UI overhaul, space travel change, and more than a few gag creations as well. Previous Bethesda games had similar gaps between their official launch and the release of their mod tools, and the creation kit's introduction can greatly expand modders' options. Right now, most of the offerings on the Nexus are limited to aesthetic changes like custom model and texture replacements, or deep functionality changes from talented programmers such as the Script Extender. The release of a Starfield Creation Kit equivalent will open things up to more substantive content additions, things like new quests, items, and areas. What this author really wants to know is whether we'll be able to go as far as introducing new planets and systems on that star map with the Creation Kit. It's already been confirmed that Starfield will see some extensive post-launch DLC on the order of Skyrim and Fallout 4's expansions, but Todd was understandably tight-lipped about when we'll see it, playfully remarking to Famitsu that when it will be released is a secret. The rest of the interview has some fun Starfield development tidbits as well. Todd shouts out that the Ultima series was a major inspiration to him as a developer, something he shares with the project leads of 2023's other mega RPG, Baldur's Gate 3. Larian boss Sven Vinke often cites Ultima 7 as a bit of a North Star for the studio, so no matter if you're pounding pavement in Baldur's Gate or getting into a dogfight in the Alpha Centauri system, you owe a little debt of gratitude to Lord British himself, Ultima creator Richard Garriott. So that's a little bit more reason on why it's important to get this creation kit in addition to what we're already seeing on Nexus mods, because there's going to open up additional functionality and potentially make it easier for people to create more robust content similar to quests and potentially additional planets is more than just cosmetic packs that they're making for us. All right, it's the last five minutes. So I'm going to go ahead and take some questions from the viewer chat. 
Powerboss wants to remind everybody, don't exit that menu before you buy your items back. So if you do intend to launder stolen goods from a vendor, make sure that you go down to the bottom and buy them back before you exit the menu. Otherwise, you can purchase those back, but you'll have to do so for a higher price. There's also expectations that it'll be about four to six months for the Creator Kit 2 and about a year for console mod support. So, personally, I just downloaded the game on Steam the other day. I had a little bit of an issue, and for those of you that are in Discord or following me on social media, you're probably already well aware of this. My motherboard on my PC went out on Friday, which is one of the reasons why I don't have a video out yet on this new microphone. I also have these three different Seagate gaming hard drives that I'm gonna do an unboxing and review on. And so much content that's backlogged right now because I was without a PC all weekend. I just finally got my PC rebuilt back up and running today. At first I thought I had a power supply issue. Nope. Turned out it was the motherboard. So I went ahead and upgraded the motherboard. Got a new processor, new video card, which was what kind of started the whole thing to begin with. But I'm finally on an all AMD system. Previously, I had a 3900, an AMD 3900X. Now I have an AMD 7900X. I also have a 7800 XT video card upgrading from a 3070 previous to that. So I should see a significant improvement in gameplay for Starfield. And because I got those AMD products, I also received a copy on Steam. Whereas previously I was using Play Anywhere functionality on Xbox and playing it on my console and PC, which I will continue to do for Bert, the space trucker. But I think I'm gonna run a second parallel game using, I don't know, maybe be a pirate, right? I think that's the hip thing. That's what all the cool kids are doing, right? All the cool kids are doing pirates. So I think I'll do a more of a jerk criminal evil run, so to speak, with my Steam account, and I will make sure to report back and let everyone know how it's going. Kiliana says that they're running the NVIDIA and they've been having crashing occasionally though. So we'll see. I didn't really have issues with my 3070 per se, uh, outside of like, it just didn't run that great, like in Atlantis, outside areas, things like that, which I think is pretty consistent. People have been having that problem. My major problem was when I pulled the card and blew my motherboard <laughs> and, then, and then ended up having to rebuild my PC. So I'm a little bit further behind than what I would like. Um, that said, we will continue to talk about the game, avoiding spoilers for the next few weeks. But I do expect by the end of September, we will have a full spoiler cast and start talking about the game more in depth. Also, as a reminder, the next few episodes are going to be really tight and stick it right about 30 minutes. But about September 25th, they can start opening back up and get to be about an hour long. And there's a particular reason for that. And I've said that to a lot of you guys, I think, who have followed me over on my other channel, which is twitch.tv slash Rob Unwraps. So I wanted to thank everybody for showing up live. 
I really appreciate it. Everybody who listens out there, if you're watching this on YouTube, which it should be youtube.com slash Starfield Pulse now, make sure to like and subscribe and leave a nice comment if you enjoyed it. If you're listening to this on your favorite podcast app, make sure to rate and if possible, leave a comment so other people out there can find it as well. The show's doing really great on Spotify, but I think there's room to grow on Apple's podcast platform. So again, I'm Rob. Thanks for watching or listening. And we'll see you on Thursday.